Welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast. I'm your host, Deepak Sharma. And on this podcast, I learn how to level up in all areas of life from people much smarter than me. You see, I'm obsessed with the idea that we should be striving to realize our potential with the one life that we have. Let's not overcomplicate it because it's not that deep. This week, I'm joined on the podcast with two business coaches slash mentors of mine, Ryan and Ben, who are co-owners of The Consulting Guys and Affluent Attraction. They help financial service businesses attract high net worth clients through automated marketing systems and organic marketing. What they're a lot more well known for in the Twitter world than otherwise is for their business coaching groups. One of them being the Church of Clientology and the other, the one that I'm part of, is called the Client Acquisition Immersion Program or CAPE. I credit being a part of this program for a lot of mindset shifts that I've experienced in the past year in regards to starting and growing my own business, my relationship with money, learning about sales, systems, and much more. Ryan and Ben are always providing an insane amount of value, even in their free groups with live Zoom calls, course modules, AMAs with experts, accountability challenges, and more. Now, I'm not saying joining groups like this is the only way to start and grow a successful business. Far from it, actually. But if you're looking to build an actual business and not just be a freelancer or have a side hustle, coaching and mentorship are a great route to explore. There's nothing more motivating to me, at least, than seeing other like-minded entrepreneurs go from struggling to define what their services or target market are to posting screenshots of closing massive five to six figure deals through some of the things they've learned in the program. In this episode, we talk about their journey and how they got to where they are, the power of mindset, sales, starting and scaling businesses, and so much more. I encourage you to follow Ryan and Ben on social media. I've included links below in the description. Also, please don't forget to subscribe to the It's Not That Deep podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And it would mean a lot to me if you left a rating and review. This podcast is produced by Deep Digital Media. They take the pain out of content creation by shooting, editing, producing, distributing, and promoting podcasts, courses, video series, and much more. Everything I've talked about today, you can find by heading over to www.deepakbrands.com. That's www.deepakbrands.com. Enjoy today's episode and just remember, it's not that deep. All right, welcome to the It's Not That Deep podcast, my Canadian brothers, Ben and Ryan. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Uh, for those who don't know, you two are uh, business coaches, mentors, and co-owners of The Consulting Guys, as well as Affluent Attraction. Uh, you guys specialize in helping like financial service businesses attract uh, high net worth clients through automated marketing systems and organic marketing. And I know that sounds super fucking robotic because I stole it directly off uh, Ben's LinkedIn page. But I don't know much about your other business, but I'm obviously a lot more familiar with you guys as coaches. Um, and that's because I am enrolled in your CAPE program, which for those listening who don't know, is the client acquisition immersion program that um, Ben and Ryan over here started together. So I wanted to kind of start at, at, at the beginning. I wanted to hear your guys' story and like how you guys would um, introduce yourself. So we'll start with Ryan. How would you introduce yourself? Well, first off, we are also the co-founders of the Church of Clientology, Church not to be confused with Scientology, although Tom Cruise is our biggest fan. 
Um, <laughs> no, I think he did a good job, man. I think he covered it pretty well. Uh, mostly we're just two guys who love to help people and, you know, have fun doing it. Right. It's pretty simple. Absolutely. And Ben, would you, would you uh, add anything or take away anything from that intro? I think uh, that pretty much sums it up. You know, I think he do went you want to go deep. back to our past of how we started or yeah, so where are we going with that? that that's, what, that's what I'm kind of the next thing I'm going to talk about is, first of all, how do you guys even know each other? You know, for those who don't have any context here, how does Ben and Ryan, how did you guys even fucking meet? <laughs> Great question. Well, I am from the East Coast of Canada, Halifax. Ryan is uh, I'm in Barrie, Ontario. Yeah. And, yeah, go ahead. Yep. No, no, I was just going to say, like, because, uh, you know, we might have different perceptions of how we met because it's so long ago. Uh, we were into, you know, to put it lightly, just picking up girls, right? This was like five or six, five or six years ago. And uh, it was through a company called RSD. We just met and we're like, hey, let's go out together because we were in the same city, right? So we're like, let's go to bars. And then we kind of just fell from there. We had a natural passion for, you know, making money online, traveling, having freedom. And it kind of just cascaded from there. We, we tried a bunch of things, man. Like we had our own podcast. We tried like selling tea. Uh, we <laughs> oh tried literally God. everything. And then we stumbled here like five or six years later. So uh, that's like the short version. I don't know if Ben wants to add. Very short that. version. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, super, that, that's a great kind of high level way to put it. But you know, looking at you guys now as like what you've accomplished and, and all this cool shit that you guys are up to, a lot of people on social media and stuff are probably going to be like, man, like, what do these guys like actually do? And when you kind of get to know you guys, you're just pretty normal people who are just fucking super self-aware about what you wanted uh, with your life. But it wasn't always that way. So let's talk about like, let's talk about like when you guys really knew that working a normal job as a, a nine to five job as an employee was just, it's just not the move for you. Like we want some, a different kind of lifestyle. Well, I worked so many shitty jobs growing up from like my teenage years to like even early mid twenties. And at the same time, my dad and his wife were, he's always been entrepreneurial and even my mom to a certain extent, I was just like, I don't know, something has to change. I actually met Ryan. I moved to Ontario because I graduated engineering because I thought I wanted to become like an engineer. And uh, I realized halfway through that, like, this is horrible. Like, I'm not smart <laughs> enough for this. You know, I barely graduated and uh, moved there. Like, when we met, again, like, we were into, like, picking up girls. Not uh, We weren't even doing business stuff. Like, it wasn't even on the radar. So did, were you guys, like, working a job to support yourself at that time or, like, working at an agency? Or, like, what were you guys doing at that time when you were into this whole pickup world? Yeah, I was doing door-to-door -door sales. Yeah, yeah those two skills in, kind of, yeah, they, they support each other, you know? Yeah, Ben was doing door-to-door -door in, like, minus 30 Canadian winters, Ontario. <laughs> it was brutal. I was, uh, I was in university and doing uh, cold calling for a wealth management firm in Ontario. Okay. So kind of the same thing. So really in the dirt, in the trenches, that's probably where you learned a lot of like what you fucking don't do in terms of sales. And then, you know, how, when, when was it that like you kind of things clicked in and it's like, okay, you know what, all this experience that we're using to do this for some other company, why can't I just do it for myself? Or why can't I leverage some of these things that I've learned to do my own thing and get my own clients? When was, and, and, you know, 
don't let me dictate your story if it wasn't just one moment but you know when was it that you were just like you know what let's let's like uh, let me do this for myself let me get my first client on my own i mean for myself uh i honestly didn't mind the work i was doing but then i picked up this book i'm sure we're all familiar with it called uh, the four hour work week and i was like man this guy's living the life like he's traveling making money online doesn't go to an office doesn't wear a suit so it, it wasn't like one thing that kicked it off, but, or one thing that made me make the change, but that book kind of put the idea in my head that, you know, there's more than going to an office. So that was it for me. Uh, it was, you know, pretty simple, the four hour week. Uh, the book's not the greatest tactical book, but like from like a macro perspective, it just changed my, my whole worldview. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. That whole digital nomad life, like, you know, it, it, yeah, absolutely. Tim, Tim did a great yeah. job with that. Yeah. For me, I remember, working door to door and thinking it would be cool to do business stuff because, uh, you know, love and rain at the time I listened to Ty Lopez a lot and he was like, you got to read books. And I was like, books, like <laughs> it's almost stupid going back now. But I remember I was buying all these books and working in the winters and like slaving away, you know, it was like, it'd be slushy and it's super cold, but I would read books all the time and people would be like, why are you reading? And anyway, I read this one book. It was called the education of millionaires which is like the most clickbait title in the world, probably, <laughs> you know, but it spoke about this, uh, like direct response marketing world, this internet marketing stuff. Talk about like Frank Kern, uh, Dan, uh, Dan Kennedy, Gary Halbert, all these like legends in the marketing world. And it was just like this new, it was like a light bulb for me went off. I was like, holy shit, like this is, this sounds awesome. And I think I can be really good at this. So I actually like that led me into marketing and studying copywriting and sales and, all that stuff and going really deep. And would you like, would you describe at that time, like when you were just starting to get into it, like you kind of knew that, okay, this is it. This is what I'm going to do. Like copywriting. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to start my own business. Or was it yeah. more just like, yeah, this is super interesting. Uh, let's just see like if I can, you know, get some kind of other job or get some more opportunities out of this. Yeah, I know for me, I was like, my goal is in the next three years, as soon as I read this book, I was like, I'm going to like become the best freelance copywriter. <laughs> like I wanted to go free. I didn't know anyone did freelance and stuff. I was like, I just, you know, I'm reading about other people doing it. I was like, I think I can do this. And uh, I'm just going to learn as much as I can. And it was like, that was kind of like this starting point for me. Well, that's a, I, I really like that like we were kind of able to put that little foundation so that people listening kind of have an idea of like what this, your guys like kind of high level backgrounds are about. Because like I'll just share with you, you know, from my perspective as somebody who did go through university, fucking hated it. I even studied international business thinking like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be this international businessman, whatever that means. Um, and got, like I graduated, made it out of that. And uh then I'm like, you know, I got this nine to five job and, you know, pays like pretty well and decent, but I'm like, man, I'm just like, something's missing. I know I'm supposed to be doing more, but I always had this idea in my head and, you know, whatever conditioning from like, you know, all childhood and growing up with immigrant parents and scarcity mindset and all this stuff. But it's like, I didn't think I was an entrepreneur. I didn't think like I was, I thought you were either born an entrepreneur or you're not. And I thought there was a such thing as like an, a businessman. Like, I don't know why I just had this false idea that you either got it or you don't. 
And I was just thought, oh, no, I'm an athlete. Like, I, I do this. I do that. I identified with all kinds of different things. And so while I was working this job, you know, I got super bored. And um, that's when I kind of started this podcast. And that's when I started meeting a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of people who just decided that just being an employee was not enough for them. They wanted another challenge. They wanted to make some money. They wanted freedom. They wanted to do a lot of these things. And the idea was really attractive to me. And then at the end of uh, 2019, you know, I had already been following Ryan on Twitter for a little while. And I always see people retweeting his shit. And like, you know, a lot of his content resonated. Like it was really relatable. It's just like, do you want to fucking quit your nine to five and work for yourself and do this and that? Here's what you need to do. Like, don't make it overcomplicated. And I was just like, man, like, who is this guy? And why is like, why is he an authority? What the fuck does he know? You know, that's like, you know, when you're scrolling and seeing this shit and I'm just, I followed him and I kept seeing it and I kept hammering, kept hammering. And I guess I had joined one of those Facebook groups or the email list or one of those things. I forgot the order, right? But for me, one of the most interesting things was I knew what was happening. I like, like intuitively, I knew, okay, I'm seeing some content. I know that it's leading me down kind of a funnel. And I'm okay with it because I like what I'm getting from it. And so I join this group and I keep seeing more and more value as I go up. And then I'm part of this email list for a little while. And, you know, me personally, I'm kind of like going through it. I'm like, I need to be a businessman. I need to like, you know, quit this job. I need to you travel the world, do all this, see all that Tim Ferriss stuff, right? Then when I joined Cape, or I'll even go before that, I'll tell people the whole story about my mindset at this time, right? And because my relationship with money was extremely different before I met you guys. And that's why I'm kind of telling this long story. But it was like, I looked at the price tag of what it was going to be to join uh, this, this program that you guys built. And I was like, bro, like, I don't even remember what it is right now, what it was back then. But it was just like, I was like, ah, these guys must be scammers. Like, they must just take my money and like, it's some bullshit course. And like, what the fuck are they talking about, you know? But my mindset was so like, like not there yet that I was like, I'm going to join this thing. Yeah, it was just straight up whack. And I'm okay admitting this now because I know that a lot of people listening to this might be in that kind of same mentality. And I come across these people every day. And mind you, I'm like not even a year removed from legitimately thinking like this. But I'm like, yo, maybe because they're Canadian, they'll give me like the hometown discount. Like, you know, maybe they'll just be bros, you know? I remember that. I remember that. So I legit, I was just like, hey, guys, like, ready to change my life, ready to, like, join this group and all this shit. But, like, yo, can you help a brother out on this, like, whatever U.S. dollars? I think it was, like, I don't know, 2000 I don't remember. 2000 bucks. And now I look at 2000 bucks a very different way. But at the time, it was like, whoa, bro, that's, like, that's two months rent. Like, that's, what the fuck? Why would I spend that? And anyways... So I remember the response that I got back. Sorry, go ahead. Tell the response first. Tell Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, just super quickly, I just wanted to say I was the exact same way. Like for me, though, it wasn't Ryan. It was Sam Ovens. And his course was 2000 US. And instead of buying it, you know, this is just a moment of transparency. I torrented it. Mm. And I never used it. I actually bought that course. And bought it. Yeah. I remember I asked for his login. But I was the exact same way. (laughs) But anyway, sorry, go ahead. 
No, and, and that, that was the thing, right? Like I had been used to consuming content for so cheap and so for free that I almost like in my own head lowered the value of what it is. So, you know, I almost discounted it in, in my head before I even looked at like what I'd be getting and like how this could change me moving forward. And so I asked for this discount. And I just remember the response that I got back was, hey, man, so it was something like, hey, man, like, we don't like we don't think you're ready for this right now. Like we're questioning your decision making ability. Like, what are you talking about? Like three hundred bucks? Like like the the you know, exchange, to be, yeah. To be fair, our exchange rate, like you know, Canada's fucking dollars, shit. But that's that's aside from the point. I was asking for a discount. That that's really what it was. At the end of the day, I'm like, hey, you know, just being a fucking just being that 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 indian uh indian dude trying to bargain on everything right and so that really clicked with me and i'm just like you know maybe they have a good point like why am i like stressing over a few hundred bucks like maybe that's why and so long story short join the program and one of the first modules you guys have has nothing to do with business on like a high level like like i was so surprised i'm like i thought i'd be learning these like like tactics, like, yo, this is what you need to do to start your agency. Some Ty Lopez shit. I thought it'd be some like Ty Lopez, like, you know, this is your social media marketing blueprint and you got to like go to 10 donut shops. Anyways, so I joined it and it, the first module is talking all about mindset and identity and, you know, sit down and write down your ideal self actually build and without giving away everything that you guys are talking about but you know it, it's legit you know bridging that gap between who you are now and who you want to be and that was so transformational for me because i actually took it to like to heart and i actually sat down and i i thought this shit through and i just think that right there alone is an exercise that most people don't like have that conversation with themselves and so Let's first, like, you know, on this podcast, talk about that. What made you guys realize that it's, it's a mind before anything else that has to change? Uh, like, we basically hired coaches in the past and realized that ourselves. We're like, you know, like, it was, I find there's people are either super tactical or they're super, like, woo-woo like, on, like, the law of attraction kind of side. They think they can just attract you know, whatever they want or manifest or whatever, you know, or they're just like, just tell me what to say. Tell me the exact scripts to say, tell me what to do, you know, but it's like bridging that is where you get a lot of, uh, you know, power for lack of a better word. Um, I find like what the reason why we added it to our program, cause we didn't initially teach it is we had a lot of guys join and, um, we didn't even bother with the mindset stuff because we just kind of like thought, let's just tell them what to do. And people weren't getting as good results. And we're like, well, what are we missing here? Like, do you remember that, Ryan? Yeah. And just to kind of step back before I go there, it's the, the, the big thing for me was seeing guys who I thought were less intelligent than myself who were succeeding. Right. And I was like, mm -hmm. you know, why are they succeeding? And then I ended up realizing that, you know, they have the right beliefs, which dictate the right actions. Right. So it all yeah. goes back to beliefs. It has nothing to do with, you know, intelligence. Um, but yeah, like in regards to the program, like, you know, that was the biggest thing is like guys were building a business, but their mind, you know, their body wasn't in the right place. And, you know, as we all know, your body or your business is just an extension of yourself. So we put a huge emphasis on like, let's make these people not only like building a good business, but people who are capable of running a good business. So and that's the you know, biggest as, word right there. 
capable yeah. become the person capable of doing that because subconsciously yeah. a lot of us we have such negative thoughts and we tell ourselves such negative shit we got so much head yep. trash just of how we've been programmed or our environment or victim mentality all this kind of stuff that just going through life you actually don't believe that you're capable of that shit and so that was like the biggest like 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 flip flipping of the switch right yeah yeah yeah, I think a lot of people won't even start a business just because they literally don't have that belief. Like for, for myself and Ryan, we just thought we could do it, so we just tried shit, and maybe our pain tolerance was a bit higher. Because for my, I know for myself, I did a whole bunch of like you know, whole bunch of dumb shit when I was starting our business that didn't work. But um, we just kept, we just had that belief that we could do it. You know. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I think like if you don't have, you can tell someone exactly what to do. You know, like you look at the reason why some people say, how come, you know, people know exactly what to do, but they're still broke or they're still fat. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, has to be part of it is that belief that, you know, that they can change and that they can do this. And it's, you know, they are the type of person who can make a business like, right. Like you even mentioned it yourself that you thought, Oh, I'm just not that type of person. You know, like, you know, I used to listen to like Gary Vee and he's like, you have to have the entrepreneurial DNA. I was, I always thought that was, uh, I was like, man, I don't think I have that, you know, because <laughs> like I never did anything entrepreneurial growing up. I didn't have like a lemonade stand or, you know, I, well, I actually sold gum when I was in elementary, but, uh, <laughs> no, like, I, I could relate I, like, a thousand percent, dude. I like, yeah. I, you know, I, I mowed lawns and I hustled and I did things, but I didn't like have that, like, oh man, I, I, I can get this for X and sell it for Y. And yeah. You know, like, like just that, that mindset of just like, yo, money's everywhere and abundance of like, you know, it, it was just never there for me. I, I come from a family of just work hard and work hard for a long time and good things probably will yeah. come to you. Just like, keep working. <laughs> just keep working. And I, I just really like, I knew that there's something wrong with that because if, it, if the function was only hard work, than like construction workers and like plumbers and like like people who are fucking yeah. work grinding would all like be fucking ditch diggers would be the richest people in the world <laughs> exactly yeah yeah and so the big thing there like you know and the reason i kind of tell all this is because you know i still kind of went against what my natural instincts were to like yo these guys are scammers like yeah he's got a cool twitter feed but, you know, what's he really done? He's posting all these screenshots. And I see, like, I see those every day and they're kind of hammering away at me. And, like, you're like, man, how many, like, you can't fake that many screenshots. Like, there's got to be something to this program here. And I've always thought that, you know, maybe maybe I could do business. Like, maybe I, I just need the right, like, like, the right situation. Everything just has to kind of fall into place. And then, you know, get into the the cape program and and the reason i I talk so highly of it is because not just because of like the modules if i'm going to be completely honest like the course material is such a small part of like the benefits that you get from it to me the biggest thing is the accountability and if i'm being 1000 percent transparent and honest it's seeing other motherfuckers in the group crushing it and posting their wins and like the competitor in me, the athlete in me is just like, yo, man, this motherfucker could do it. 
why can't I? And it's not like a negative thing. That's actually, I think, a beautiful thing. I think it's, it's good because it's all like we can all build each other up and level up together. And so that's, I think, probably the most important thing is like whatever money I paid now, I, like, I can't even tell you what the amount was because I don't remember. The value I have gotten has so much more. The network, the people that I've, I've been able to bounce ideas off. My bit, I fucking started a business. I'm like, I'm still nowhere close to where I need to be, but I took the biggest step this year and I started and I've changed some of the mindset things and I've got some clients. Now I've got the base of an agency. And to me, I, I do credit having coaches and having accountability and having a program of people like-minded people who are hustling and leveling up. Yeah, that's, that's what it's about, man. Just leveling up your environment. And just to quickly, uh, you know, just a little bit off tangent is like, you know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that when I started my business, I had the best mindset, right? I did. Mm. I was like a degenerate, but I put myself because, you know, just to kind of say a little my story is like, you know what OSAP is, Deepak, right? And for those of you yeah. who don't know what it is, it's like a student loan you get, right? In my last semester of school, I was getting paid a little bit for my job, but I put my OSAP money into the stock market. I think I made like two grand. With 1200 of that, I bought a flight to Ukraine and the other 800, I just went to Ukraine, right? So I put myself into a position where I had to force myself to succeed. Otherwise, I'd have to go back to uh, Canada with my tail between my legs. So I had the worst mindset, right? But sometimes you have to put yourself into that kind of position where you're like, I have to make it or else. So yeah, I think that's really yeah. important, man, because, um, you know, and even me now, I still haven't fully gotten over that. I still think that's something that I'm still actively working on because I still have my job. I'm still technically yeah. working my job. And I, it's, it, I think a, a, a part of that, and I'm, I'll be completely open and honest about that, is that it's like having that comfort there, that fallback option is it's, it's a, it's an, it's a drug. It's addictive. It's, uh, they say like, you know, I heard, I saw some quote somewhere. It was like the only thing more addictive than heroin is a biweekly paycheck. And I, I completely agree. Now there are some other factors involved. It's not like I, I just, I need that money or whatever. It, it's just, um, I think it's, I think it's really important to put yourself into situations where it's just like, I got to make this happen. And if I don't wake up and hustle and make shit happen, nothing's going to happen. And I am starting to feel that now mm. with the business yeah. and, and, and some of the people that I talk to that right there is more motivating than any money that right there is more yeah. motivating than any, like, you know, whatever rewards, like all these people like want to focus on is like that Gary V that Instagram hustle, like uh, whatever, all that shit. But I, I think if you drill it down, man, the fucking most important thing is like waking up and feeling like if I don't do it, no one will. Yeah. Nobody's coming to save you. You know? Yeah. You're a president. It depends what you're you in the States. Justin Trudeau here. You know, like it's on you. If you want to live an extraordinary life, you have to do it. And you have to take action. You have to invest in yourself. Yeah. That's what I realized. I, I didn't have the mindset either. You know, I like, well, I guess when we get into, when you got into pickup stuff, I was, I broke up with my girlfriend. I was like, how do I get a new girlfriend? You know, I got into the pickup world, which, you know, it's about getting girls, but also you become a better person because it's, you know, there's all kinds of mindset stuff around that. Yeah. The first, a lot of the first book I read. Yeah. Dude, the first book I read, like, 
like was this one, uh, Awaken the Giant Within by Tony Robbins. And I, I, I credit like books like this to a lot of my mindset, like way before I even started a business. You know? But uh, yeah. And let's talk about pickup for a second, man, because I don't like, you know, I don't know much about that side of things. I've like, that's never really been something that um, I've, I've ventured out to, to focus on, but I think there's a lot of parallels in uh, your, your mindset towards women and getting women and, and business and sales in a way. Sales, I think it's all, sure. it is sales. It pretty much is the same thing. Right. And so uh, talk to me about some of the biggest lessons and takeaways from that whole world without, you know, obviously getting into <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Things. Uh, like you could take so many principles from that world and translate it into business directly, like, uh, outcome independence. You know, if you go to talk to, you know, if you go to talk to a girl, for example, or you're on a sales call, outcome independence is like, you know, whether or not she says goes home with you or, you know, she just rejects you, you don't really care. And you're, and you're kind of doing it just for the sake of doing it. Um, it releases a lot of that neediness and stuff, which tends to, repel people you know that's that's a big one yeah that desperation um, yeah desperation yeah because um, that comes through in ways that like you can't really even pinpoint like there's not even like sometimes it's not even one thing that you did it's just your whole vibe your whole your energy vibe. it's like yeah and yeah. and, and, and I, i've i've seen that in both fields you know what I'm saying? Like with women and with like a sales call, if you need this to happen, if you gotta get that, if you gotta, if you gotta <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. Like it, it's not. And the, the minute you let that go, the minute you are not dependent on that outcome, you're going to close. There you go. What about you, Ryan? I know you probably have something to add to this conversation. No, I think you got it. I mean, I think the biggest thing for me was like the frame and state control in, in pickup which is about mm. like being so like, like having such like inner competence that no matter what happens, like you're still, you know, like it's not going to affect your state or your mood. And on sales calls, like if you let, you know, if someone insulted you on a sales call, if you let that impact like your day, it would ruin the rest of your calls. Right. So it was the same in pickup where it's like, if you take a rejection and it, like, like you're like, you know, this person hates me, like am I not worthy of her? Right. So it's like controlling your state, your frame, and just being so confident in yourself that, you know, you don't really care. Now, let's yeah, get, that was the big thing for me. Let I would say that, go ahead. Was, just to quickly say, I would say that kind of ties into how you became the Twitter god that you are today. You know, just having that self confidence, if you want to maybe talk about that. No, it's it just like, and this, this goes back to just to go back to like the last topic is like to become an entrepreneur, I think that you really need a why right? Like what's going to pull you? Like what vision of yours? Um, you know, like there's a sales guy like named Eli Weil who talks about it. It's like, you know, like you have like your values, your beliefs, then you have your identity and then you have like your mission, like your mission is what pulls you towards the right actions. And my why, you know, part of it anyways, is just freedom, right? It wasn't even like the monetary aspect. Mm -hmm. So uh, it was just being free and being able to say what I wanted to say. And that's why on Twitter, I just say whatever I want because you know, and, and this is what goes back to like, like the golden handcuffs. Like some people are happy with that biweekly paycheck, the pension when they hit 65 or 70, like however old it is now. So they're like, you know what? I don't want more than this. But myself, it's like, I want freedom. Like I want to say what I want and do what I want. Yeah. And you just can't do that working for someone else. But yeah, just going back to what Ben said, like just saying what you want is the biggest thing that I want anyways. Absolutely, man. And I think, you know, freedom is that, that is one of the fucking biggest things right there because, <laughs> you know 
I know a lot of people who get into business and they might say one thing or another and but you know like once you kind of dig a little deeper and you talk to them it's like oh okay I get it now you wanted you want like fame like you actually you wanted something different you want like you saw someone get in a private jet and drive a Ferrari and this and that and you know like I'm not going to sit here and just shit on those things completely because there's some validity in external validation to a certain uh, degree right but um different strokes right like so for me it was always about that freedom like the four different types of freedom like you know like freedom of time freedom of money freedom of relationships you know and just freedom to be creative be yourself and like what you're saying ryan is to say what you want you know you guys earlier you guys asked me yo is this podcast pg and like you're not the first person to ask me that because it's like um often in today's world and today's society we have to kind of filter ourselves and wear a different hat for different situations and that was one of the main reasons i started this is like i got enough of that at my job bro and there's probably people like higher up at my job listening to this shit thinking man like i feel the same way but i can't speak about it so i'm just like i'm just going to speak however i want i'm going to say whatever i want i'm going to talk to whoever i want i'm going to do whatever i want and like let's see who who's gonna stop me and it's like a weird chip on my shoulder but at the same time it's like if you take that away from me what do i have left you know what i'm saying i just know you live in canada man i was like i don't i just want to make sure deepak doesn't get banned because then <laughs> no is like you know i will say yeah. whatever is on my is on my mind no absolutely man and and you know, uh, we'll, we could definitely sit here and, and go into each of those kinds of more controversial topics. But I think, you know, for even this first podcast right now that we get on together, because I know there's going to be multiple. This is just one of the first, right? But I think for the people listening, for my audience, a lot of people were, you know, who listen to this are in the same situation I was in when I was asking you guys for a discount. It's a lot of people who still have that nine to five. It's a lot of people who are still commuting to work. Well, not these days, but a lot of people who still want something more. They still want that freedom. They still want to maybe start a side hustle or, you know, you guys talk about freelancing a lot and actually going from that to starting a business. So that's why, Actually, you know what? Let's just go into the next topic. That's kind of what I want to talk about a little bit more. Let's talk about the difference between having a side hustle and some kind of thing that, you know, you could sell some service for, you're still kind of exchanging time to do something. The difference between that and an actual business. Let's talk about that. Side hustle is basically you doing everything with, with no systems, no real strategy. You know, it's just like, you're kind of doing it on the side and that's what it is. A business is something, you know, it's you can create a re- repeatable outcome for clients and you can create money and it's you, you know, you can, you have that predictability, I would say. Um, yeah. And there's no real plan there. with a side hustle. Like it's like you're doing it day to day, no vision. You just want to do it to make some money. Whereas a business, like you're basically splitting your time from income, right? Like, so like, like you're not trading time for income as much. And then you have a vision for yourself, for your business that goes beyond just making money, right? Like you want to add actual value impact in the marketplace. That's how I see it anyways. Yeah. It's you know, start, like when people say you got to add value, I, I remember I used to hear that and be like, what does that mean? Right. And it's true. You do like, that's how you make money. You add value to people, but in a business, like adding value means basically either helping someone solve a problem or help them reach a goal, you know, usually solve a problem. 
and then repeating that, having it so that you can do it like clockwork and you have, like I think of it in terms of creating assets and then there's inputs, right? So an asset is something that you could sell or it's something it's like a sales funnel, things like that. And then there's inputs or like creating content, maybe running ads, maybe uh, hiring salespeople or um, all the stuff that actually like, if you think of it like in terms of like a big machine that, you know, stuff goes in and money comes out. Uh, that's how I kind of think of it. Kind of weird. Yeah. And, and I see that in some of the modules and some of the things that you guys teach, you know, with those, you know, funny little drawings and it's just like this, these steps and then, and, and the output. Right. But if I'm just somebody who has been in that employee mindset, my whole life has just thought that, you know, I, I am worth X dollars per hour. Mm. And I, I will say that, for for you guys, it's definitely like you know that 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 that's not it. That's not like how you you know you scale anything. But for someone who, that's all they know, and like businesses for like special people who like built an app or some invention or something like that. What do yeah. you tell them? Where do you start? Like, where is it that you start? Um, you know, whether it be auditing your skills or, you know, figuring out what, what you actually like to do with your free time or like, is it not even that? Is it like, yo, what can I do repeatedly to make money? Well, where do you start? Mm. Why don't you answer this one, Ryan? I know you talk about this all the time. I mean, the big thing for me and like, you know, you might, might not like this is like, I don't want to tell people where to start. Mm. Right. I would rather someone, and this is what I always say is like, I don't want to work with someone who doesn't know where to start. Okay. I want to work with someone who has some scars, who's failed a little bit, but who has that kind of, you know, work ethic. Right. But the fluffy answer is, yeah, just ask yourself, what do you want to do? What skills do you have? And who needs these skills? Like it's the most basic advice I can give. But what I would say is that you have to fall, like you have to kind of find your own thing. Like right. when I was getting started, I didn't you ask You can't anyone. have someone else tell you what you want. Yeah. And like, I always say like, you know, you don't know how hungry you are until you're for, forced to starve. Like if you're not at the point where it's like, you're actively seeking how to get out yourself, then I could never help you. Right. Like myself, I stumbled onto the four hour work week. No one told me how to start, read the book. I started drop shipping. Right. Like I, like it was like within the span of a few weeks, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this. Right. If you're someone who's been sitting there thinking for like months about, you know, um, how can I get out of this? Then maybe your why just isn't big enough. Maybe like your why should be more potent and stronger than, you know, uh, I want to quit my job. It has to be right. more visceral than that. Right. So what I would say is figure out what your why is like, what actually motivates you? What do you want and why do you want it? And then from there, it's just, you know, what skills do I have? What skills can I learn? What do I like? What are my passions, hobbies? How can I monetize this? And just that's how big you want to grow the business just to quickly add in there. Do you want to make like a 5k per month business or like a hundred K per month business? Cause there's different skills as you go up in income levels, you need different habits, different skills, different, you know, I wouldn't even think that far to be honest though. Like I wouldn't even think about like, like the money first off. I was, I would just think about like, like I thought about the money obviously, you know, but I would just think about like, what problems can I solve? Like what can I like, where can I add value? Like, you know, and what I always say is like, just look at your life, look at your like lives of your friends, your family and say, what problems do these people have that I can solve? And then usually millions of other people have the exact same problem. Right. So that's kind of where I would start with that. 
It makes a lot of sense uh, putting it in that frame of like, what problems can I solve? Um, but I think like it's it's actually like you say a bigger issue of you know not even like I think a lot of people say they want X, you know, but do they even really like like want it or need it or like what are they willing to give up to actually get that thing? And that's I think that's I think the the thing lost in in the conversations when um, you know there's all this hustle porn out there. You know, when people tell you work your nine to five and then work from five to two a.m. on on something, but it's just like, like that's not actually the way to do it either. But at the same time, people will just do what they're they're told they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They don't even know what they really want. So that's why, to me, the the mindset stuff coming back to all that is so important because it actually takes that level of self-awareness and actually having a real conversation with yourself. Not just, yo, I don't know, my buddy, like he has a business and he like, he drives a sick Audi. Like I'd love to, yo, I, I want yeah. that. But that's very different than like, yo, I fucking need this to live the the to realize my potential and that's what i i've i've figured out and i'll like i'll tell you guys this here like i figured out that to me that's like kind of like if i were to put my why in three words it's just realizing my potential and and to me it's the biggest thing there is just like we all have a a potential that we can we can hit right but so many of us don't realize it and it's for whatever reasons we don't have to get into the fucking million reasons that that could be but if if I'm not like like doing that myself and I'm not helping other people do that, then I fucking I failed like my own shit. You know what I'm saying? And however that manifests, I don't know yet. Right now we're we're doing podcasts. Right now people want to label me a podcaster. We could talk about identity and stuff as well later. But it's just these are just labels. These are just things. You know what I'm saying? They don't actually matter before that i was an athlete before this i was a student and like these are all these things right but i think at the end of the day you know when you if you sit in a room in a fucking silent room with a pen and a paper no music no external anything and just have a conversation with yourself you know deep down like if something you know if you actually want it or not yeah, I remember this post a few weeks back from this, uh, like like an old internet marketer, not old, but he'd just been around for a while, Alex Becker. And his thing was like, it doesn't matter if you're doing drop shipping, selling high ticket services, giving, you know, belly rubs for all I care, right? What matters is how bad do you want it? And people always hear that and say it's so cliche, but it's the truth, right? Because like the top traits for like an entrepreneur are like, you know, how open-minded are you? You know, and how is your drive and your grit? Because it doesn't matter what you do, just that you kind of devote yourself fully to it, right? You have full engagement in the process that you're doing. So that's why I hate when people ask, like, or not, I don't hate when they ask, but, you know, it's just like the wrong beliefs when you ask, like, what should I do to make money? Because the answer is, it does not matter, right? Just pick something and pursue it fully. Because that's the problem is guys, like, they'll go, like, one foot in, one foot out with everything they do, and they'll never achieve success. And they're like, oh, it's because this model doesn't work, or this didn't work, right? Just because they didn't devote themselves fully to it. And I think it's our relationship with failure as well, right? Like we've almost been conditioned through school and all these other, uh, you know, things from our parents or teachers, all this stuff that like failure is bad. You are bad because you did not pass this test, you know, but 
What if because you didn't pass this test, it just shows, yo, you don't give a fuck. You're not interested in this thing. But if you were interested, you're killing it. You're crushing it. You're do- like, you know what I'm saying? But sorry, Ben, I yeah. have to interrupt you. Go yeah, ahead. Sorry, ben. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, just to, to just finish off that thought of what's it take for someone to get started, no matter what problem you solve, you have to realize that your business, let's say you're mowing lawns, your business isn't mowing lawns. It's, it's selling, <laughs> you know, it's selling that, you know, that your business is marketing and selling more people getting their lawns mowed or belly rubs or, you know, whatever you're into, right? It's not just about doing the thing. It's about getting people to pay you to do that. And like, yeah. if I had to give anyone advice, study sales, study like marketing, copywriting, you know, something, something about yeah. persuading people, influencing people. And just to go beyond that quickly, like as Ben said, like, and like your service isn't even, and like, this is for people who have no, have no idea, like about this kind of stuff is like you, like your service isn't even like, and this comes like, like the marketing side, like it's not even mowing lawns. It's giving people a nice lawn, yeah. right? It's not giving people belly rubs. It's making them feel good. Right. Yeah. It's the outcome, the solution, the result. Right. So, but again, as Ben said, study marketing sales and you'll learn all this stuff. And like taking that one step further, it's like, it's not even just giving them a nice lawn. It's giving them a nice lawn so they don't have to do it themselves and they don't have to deal with all the bullshit themselves. And I've come to the neighbors are impressed. Exactly. Right. Like all these little things. Exactly. And so to me, you know, I'm still not fully like where, where I want to be with all this yet. Right. But I know that I'm getting there and I know I'm becoming that person that I need to be. And so when I, when like, For anyone listening who's like, where the fuck do I start with any of this shit? It's like, do a fucking ruthless audit of what you're doing with your day already, right now, today. What are you doing with it? And this is an exercise that I started doing now, partly because of some of the people in Cape that I've I've talked to about this on on one-on-ones. And it's just like, oh shit, I thought like... I thought I was a decently productive person. You know, I have a lot of different things going on. I thought, you know what, yo... When I go to bed at night, I'm so tired that I just close my eyes. I'm done. But then when I did this audit, it's so mind-blowing how little I actually did in a day because I'm just switching from task to task. I'm just trying to wear all these different hats, like spin all these different plates. And so when I, when I got down to it, I was like, why am I spending like three to four hours of my day uh, on just nourishing myself, just eating food? From, from like groceries to like the prep of the food to like the dishes that I got to do to like clean up uh, everything. You know what I'm saying? So I just outsourced food like in the last like month or so. And I'm just like, you know what? Let me just get someone else to make and prep all the food for me. And dude, it's opened up so many hours in my day that I'm just like, I don't have to think. It's just I do this thing. And that can like, that's just one tiny example, but that can apply to so much stuff. And then on the financial side, it's like, what was my ROI of doing all that other shit before? Like, I thought, like, oh, I'm saving money by cooking. No, now I'm saving money by not cooking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. It, it comes down to, like, just knowing how much your time is worth, right? Are you doing $1,000 per hour tasks or $10 per hour tasks? Like cooking, probably a decent one. I would suggest maybe getting a girlfriend, but I don't want to upset any of your <laughs> listeners too much. I'm sure Ryan And I haven't, I, have, I haven't cooked a meal in like four years. Yeah. He just <laughs> a imported a Ukrainian girlfriend. Yeah. Cooking, cleaning, 
amazing, man. The best investment. And then, you know, take, taking it, like, let, let's kind of switch gears a bit. I wanted to kind of come back to sales a little bit. Um, He's like, you know, let's get off this topic. Let's go back to it. <laughs> like, I'm about to be fired. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we could keep going down that topic. I just know where it's heading. <laughs> so, okay, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> back to sales for a second. One thing that, um, you know, again, going back to my old mindset about things and my current mindset, um, I used to think sales was this sleazy thing. This is something, this is a used car salesman trying to get me to, you know, buy this piece of shit. And, and, and just fucked me up. And one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in Cape, and you know, I hope you guys don't mind me sharing this, but it's just, it's just so. I mean, and you guys already shared it through content and stuff, anyways. But you know, it's actually you're you're doing a favor for the person. Like you're actually doing a service for someone to try to help them when you're doing sales. Yeah, and and the analogy, the perfect analogy that you guys give is, you know, a doctor. You know, a doctor is, you know, like diagnosing, like, you know, there's, you come in with some kind of pain, some kind of problem. You don't want your doctor shooting the shit with you and talking about everything. And, you know, these things that, you know, like I actually had a problem with when I was first starting with sales is like, I just want to be buddy, buddy with everyone. And so why don't you guys yeah. kind of continue the doctor analogy and kind of break it down for, for people who are listening, who who want to know yeah what the fuck you talking about like sales is gross talk to me about that yeah so like like you said the doctor analogy is perfect because like if you go to the doctor your arm's broken or in this case someone comes to us and their business has been stagnating or they can't grow it or whatever and it's like listen you have this problem we have a solution you know like you're you'll be trying the same things for the past few months nothing's working you know, you're not where you want to be. Let's, let's, let's not screw around. Let's fix it. You know, it's, it's not like a used car salesman. It's more like, okay, like let's figure out a, can we help you? One, is there a fit? Like, and B, you know, I guess actually B would be, I guess like, let's enroll them. Yeah. Let's close them. Um, what would you say about that? Right. I just always defer back to back when I was working in wealth management, you know, my, my old mentor, I was struggling with cold calling the first few weeks. I was terrible at it. I was nervous. I was, you know, just completely bombing it. And just to give you a sense of the emotion that I was going through, you know, when I pick up the phone, I would hope they didn't answer. I would hope it hit the voicemail because I was so <laughs> nervous to talk to people. Cause I was like, you know what? I'm just wow. a sleazy salesman trying to sell them. Like I was sweating, petrified. And to try to solve this, I would play like old motivational clips of like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I would run around the office. Be Did like, you, you say know, at I one am... point you drink a couple of beers? You'd be... <laughs> you'd yeah. yeah, there was, yeah, man, there was a, an investment banking guy I worked with who was like, listen, drink a few beers. I was like 18 years old, 19, 20, those ages. And I was drinking beer in the office in the morning of a bank, like under <laughs> the desk because I was so nervous. Yeah. And then my mentor came to me and he was like, listen, you know, you're not just taking things from these people. Like you're providing a valuable service. Right. And if you know that you can help someone, it's your moral and your ethical duty to actually go out and provide them with this offer and to offer them your, your, like your solution. And it might not be the best example, but it's like if you were walking on the street and you saw someone had cancer, right? And you had the cure to cancer, would you go over to them and be like, you know, here's the cure? 
right? Or would you be like, you know what? I don't want to impose. I don't want to go over there and talk to them because I'm a little bit nervous that they're going to think I'm, a, I'm a, like a scammer or you know a sleazy salesman. Yeah, it's an, yeah. it isn't the best example, uh, but it's it's a good one, right? Yeah, I don't want to offend them. You know. Yeah. So if you have a valuable solution, like Ben and I, like if we know we can take your business from 10k a month to 30k a month, right? We can solve your debt problems, your financial problems, whatever it is, like your stress, your anxiety. I mean, we're pumped to speak to you because we know, you know, that we can probably help you if you fit certain criteria. Yeah, and and that's the big thing right there. Is just like that dramatically shifted how I viewed any sales call, any, any, any kind of thing that I was doing. And mind you, this was even after I like, after I heard all this and like the modules and all this and that, and even people talking about it, I was still freaking out. I'm just like, bro, who, who the fuck's going to want my shit? Who's going to like, you know, uh, I don't know. Like, isn't this a bit expensive? And this is just all head trash. It's all just all stuff that if I believe it, then there's no way I'm going to close this, this deal. But then if I genuinely believe that what I'm providing is valuable and you know what, like it's priced accordingly. And you know what, like, yeah, I'm not worried about if, if I close you or not, because it's just like, there's a bunch of other people out there who really need this. It just changes everything. It really just, it, I it felt does, like yeah. it just, it broke my brain open. It's just like, Oh wow. You know, it, it changes how you even carry yourself. And this is then coming back into the mindset stuff. It's like your posture improves. You start walking around a bit just more just like, you know what? Yeah, I have a I have a valuable high ticket service. You know, take it or leave it. Like it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, again, it comes back to the mindset. You know, we can teach you exactly the right strategies, the right things to say in a call, all the right tactics. But if you don't believe even in yourself or in your offer and the value of yourself, or you have weird beliefs about money or you have weird beliefs about, Oh, selling is, you know, I'm taking something from them. You know, I'm, you know, you're like shooting yourself in the foot basically. And it also manifests in even people who know this and who've started their business and have started selling, um, not wanting to raise their prices. Right. And I, I think you guys probably deal with that a lot and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just like people who price their services, like completely undervalue what they're doing. And, you know, they, they might be yeah. getting sales now. They might've figured out that first level of like, yo, like, yeah, I'm solving a, a pain point. But the next level after that is like, yo, knowing what it's actually worth and, and, and communicating that to the market. Yeah. A lot of times that just comes down to fear, you know, like fear of rejection. It's like, well, you know, I, I, let's say I'm selling my service for a thousand dollars. I know it's worth 3000, but, uh, like what if they say, no, I just want to be safe and just keep, you know, just keep doing it for a thousand when you know, you could be earning way more and you know, you're, there's all this weird stuff, but it just comes down to like that head trash usually. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I, you, you know, you even see it when, um, you know, when people are, are trying to sell all kinds of like different products and have all kinds of different things, I fall into this category, someone who doesn't have the focus and doesn't want to just focus on kind of one thing and actually even have complete confidence in just one offer, one, one thing. And I think I seen I've seen you guys kind of, um, tweet and put content and emails and stuff about this before, but it's just like selling something for 10 K a month is the same amount of effort as selling something at like 
five hundred bucks a month. Or and, and like, why don't you talk about yeah. that a bit? And why why is that? Like, why is it that you know it's still the same process? It's still the same principles. Yeah, Ryan, why don't you tell the story of how we tripled our prices in our agency overnight? Yeah, so we just you know we were charging a decent price, but then we hired this coach. We paid a lot of money to hire this coach, and then we were like, listen. You know, and I think it goes back to like, if you've never invested like 2K in yourself, for example, that you're going to find it hard to charge people 2K because there's like some little, you know, like it's not congruent. So we paid a lot of money for this coach. And then overnight, we basically tripled our price. Um, and then we felt no resistance on sales calls. So it was purely a mindset thing, purely like a, like we've never invested X amount in ourselves. So why would we charge X? Right. Right. And, and, and the we clients did, were, were like, probably even crazy. higher quality, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of the times, like people who, you know, are, you know, at the lower, you know, price, they're tire kickers and they're, you know, even if you do close them, they're just a nightmare. And I've learned that kind of the hard way, you know, kind of undervaluing my services, you know, got a client, felt good about the win. And then you got this, this client that just sucks. Like this, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is just not, yeah. not, not doing great for anybody. And, you know, this person is just um, difficult to work with and constantly asking questions. But then the the client that I the clients that I have at like a higher tier, it's so easy to work with. So much less effort. Like it's just the same thing. So it's really that, that's really a powerful thing right there, man. I want to kind of switch gears a little bit and and kind of talk about what you guys just mentioned a little bit there before. And it's like the role of coaches and mentorship. Now. You know, for me, again, coming into this, I was always like, man, this is like, how can I be spending this much on this like little thing, right? And now, you know, my mindset has completely shifted on that. And I actually just did hire a you know, business coach and I'm doing one-on-one. And this is someone from my city who's at, at a place where I would want to be and like beyond, right? And the amount that I spent on it made absolutely no sense to, you know, even me. Like I was like, what the hell am I doing here? But I just leaned in on that because I know because I'm spending that amount, I know the value that I'm getting is is probably 10x whatever I'm paying. So fuck it. You know what I'm saying? So talk about the the role of mentorship and coaching for you guys. And you guys have openly talked about spending a lot on that shit. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for me was just, you know, it was two things. One, it was accountability, right? Because I'm a natural procrastinator. So I want to spend money so that I can kind of motivate myself to kind of move sometimes. But two, it's just basic economics. If you're at like 10K a month or 20K a month and your coach is like, here is the process to get you to 50K a month, right? It's basic, basic economics to me, to be honest, right? That's like an extra, whatever it is, like 300K a year. So basically any price below that, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. So it comes down to, it always comes down to speed as one, one of the biggest factors. I think if you want fast, you know, if you, if you have a big goal, let's say you want to, whatever your goal is, do, do you want to try to figure it all out yourself and, you know, waste time, waste probably more money in the long term from just doing stuff wrong, or do you just want a proven process that you can follow? And a part of it comes down to, I would say environment too. Like if you can join a mastermind community, something like that, some kind of coaching program, even where, again, like you said, there's people who are like 
crushing it. You're, you're like, you see people who are doing huge things and you're like, you know, for us, when we joined this other program, like a year ago, there was this guy who looks, uh, <laughs> great guy, looks like a dork, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're like complete dork. Uh, we love him, but he's like, yeah, I just hit 200 K and well, we were having dinner with him and he's like, yeah, my, my, he, he I remember he, he showed us a text. He's like, yo, my sales guy just closed a 10 K deal. I just made 10 K. And we're like, man, like this guy's like crushing. Now he's at like 750 grand per month, something like that. And we're like, if he could do it, like we could definitely, <laughs> you know? And uh, like, that was a huge thing for me, I think. So like that competitiveness, like you mentioned, uh, the, the speed and the accountability for sure, but also um, there comes back to that mindset thing. If you invest more into yourself, there's like this weird, I don't know how to explain it, like <laughs> uh, law of the universe where, it's, it's like, well, I just, let's say I just invested $20,000 into this coaching program before I was charging 2000, you know, now you have no problem asking for 10, 15 K or 20 K whatever, because it's just like, well, I can do it. It's, it's, there's more congruence. Yeah. That's, uh, and, and, and then your mentorship also paid for itself, like so much over, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. We usually find anytime we invest in something, we make it back like first month, probably if not sooner sometimes. Yeah. And sometimes it's only like one mindset tweak that makes it worth the money. Yeah. And people need to get like this, they need to see investment in themselves differently as opposed to like, what do I get specifically in terms of like the, like the deliverables, like a video course, how much one-on-one time, what do I get with this money as opposed to like, you know, what outcome do I want? And will this investment help me achieve that outcome? So oftentimes like, you know, you can pay like 30 K for a mastermind, and you'll get like one insight that will completely change your life and makes it worth the investment. Thousand percent, man. It makes it, it actually makes so much sense now intuitively looking at it and seeing it actually happen. But if you were to tell me back in December of 2019, Oh bro, we spent 30 K like, you know, 50 K a year on coaching and stuff. I'd be like, these guys are fucking nuts. What are you doing? Like what a waste of money, but that it just comes back down to like, you know, what, what we're kind of conditioned to believe. And, and, you know, that kind of brings me to like one of the next topics. And like, we were already, we talked about this a a while back, but it's, you know, your information diet and what we actually let in, in terms of, content and courses and podcasts and books and all this stuff and you know in 2020 and all these social media platforms and all these different like areas you can get data points and information there's almost there's so much noise out there that almost how do you filter what's actually going to help me move forward versus what's just someone trying to flip me their 15 dollar gum road course great question uh, super important because i actually just wrote a tweet about this earlier today and because i used to be like the stereotypical like information hoarder you know I, I i have books and like i have a library or a bookshop right here probably a couple hundred books i've read and i was always looking for new tactics and new stuff like that but i was broke you know and following a bajillion different people and listening to tons of different marketing podcasts and stuff so this is like collecting tactics and stuff. Uh, I feel like people are, it's like people are going to like Ikea and buying furniture, but they don't have the, the, the instructions on how to put it together, you know? Um, so that like for me, when I focus down on, okay, let me just focus, like listen to one person, you know, 
go deep on let's instead of reading 10 different books, read one book 10 times, master yes. that book. Um, you know, stop following all these different marketers who are like this is classic shiny object syndrome. Right. It's like, oh, let me okay, let me try, for example, like creating an agency. And then like you're you're <laughs> it's, it's it's there's like a initial motivation where you're pumped to do it and then you hit roadblocks and then you're like oh i see this other guy doing drop shipping let me try that and it's like you continually start from scratch over and over and then rather than focusing on building the skills which is really what business growth comes down to you know focusing on the right skills the right like one or two strategies or something you know and just getting better at that not constantly trying new shit all the time yeah, man, it's huge. And I was talking to Ryan about it, I think, on one of the last calls as well. It's like that dopamine hit, that dopamine rush when you enroll in some new course or buy some new book or listen to some new podcast on something and it's life-changing. This is it. Oh, my God, I figured it out. I got it. I got the secret. I know what to do now. And really, at the end of the day, it's just mental masturbation. You're really just, You're really just trying to feel good in the moment that i actually achieved something i did something and they're like there's no action to follow and i i'm i'm guilty of this i i have done this and even in the past year even after all these changes that i've made i've been susceptible to being like oh i should get this copywriting course i should do this i should do that instead of just focusing on you know what i know what i already need to do i just gotta execute now i just gotta focus have some clarity and, and and just going on this. So Ryan, let me ask you about this a little bit, man. Talk to me about clarity. How do you how do you ignore some of the noise a bit better, and how do you just focus on what you actually need to do? Because that's that's a skill. Yeah. So you know, I hate to sound like a parrot, but what it ultimately goes down or goes back to is what do I want? Right. If you know exactly what I want, you can clearly trace the steps from A to Z and how to get there. Right. You can have that directional certainty. But if you don't know what you want, if you don't know what like what kind of life you want, what vision you have for your life, um, you know whether it's you know exactly what kind of cars you want to own, what kind of income you want, um, the value you want to provide, you're not going to know how to get there. So I always tell people like the first thing is to figure like what kind of business you want to run and what kind of life you want to have, right? Because a lot of people they'll build a life that fits into their business, so they really have no idea what what they want basically, right? Um, whereas I think you really need to build a business that fits into your life. So the first step is to figure out what kind of life you want. And then from there, you can figure out what kind of business you want and then achieve some sort of clarity as to, you know, how can I build this, right? How can I achieve this? So again, first thing, figure out what you want and then go from there. Love it. Makes a ton of sense, man. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you guys now, what is it that you guys want? What's next? What's the next goals? Bigger, better. Yeah, man. Like the big thing for me is just more freedom to do what I want, right? Um, what does that look like? You know, I think the big thing for Ben and I is to build our business up to a point where like we're not working as much on the coaching side, you know, more high level, the marketing planning maybe. Um, so we can spend our time more on building, whether it's like a, you know, like a SaaS product, whether it's investing in real estate. I think the big thing is just to, like, at least for me, and I always tweet about this, is just building generational wealth. Mm. And whatever build, like, business that you guys are running, if it's a client business, right? It's hard to build generational wealth that way. Unless you're, you're still like, capped. You're still capped yeah. at a certain point. You're still involved. There's still, you know, it's not, it's not Cape without Ryan and Ben per se. 
until you get other yeah. coaches and stuff. So is that kind of the next move? Like get get kind of more more people who align with your guys' vision to be able to help with kind of one on ones and you know maybe weekly yeah. calls and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's why we we brought on Darren uh, with Suit Social, right? He's a good guy, good friend of mine. And we're like, you know what? He seems like a great fit, right? And that's part of like, you know, and it's it's like people often they'll build a business to exit, right? Which is a which is a big problem. Like they'll be like, how fast can I exit this? Whereas Ben and I, like, we don't want to exit anytime soon. But you know, I'm just thinking like 10, 15 years out. Like, where do I want to be, right? Yeah, the business so, is a vehicle yeah. that yeah you want to transfer into the long-term assets that create that yep. generational wealth. But it's terms of the business, where do we want to grow this? You know, like I recently have started thinking like, how can we, you know, like it's far as like setting goals rather than saying like, let's hit this amount of income per month. Like how could we get, let's say a hundred people to their first six figures, you know, or how can we get like 20 people to 30 people per month? Or how can we get, you know, people to a million, right? Like that's, I think when you start, for us, if you start focusing on that, you know, it's like, obviously the more people who get better results, the more case studies, testimonials will have more people who will be interested. will see that. The you more know, podcasts have, you get invited on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it just like, it just kind of, it's good for focusing as far as like, how do I get better results? So, if, you know, for you, like, how do I launch, how do I help people launch? Like, I don't know, like the number one podcast for their, Right. Their category as, as opposed to just managing their podcast stuff. So it's like starting here, but it's like the next level is like, how do I kind of get people to the higher level results that can then help me get more and more people that way? So that, that, yeah. Yeah. Well, it like your business will always grow on the results that you're getting for your clients. Like if you're getting very tiny results, you won't go that fast. But yep. you know, if you're really focusing on how can I make sure that they get the best results possible, I think. So Ben, yeah. elaborate a little bit yeah. to me um, and everyone listening right now. What's bigger and better? What's what's next? What what's what's that look like for you? Yeah, just like getting to the point where you know we're uh, hiring, bringing on coaches, we're bringing on <laughs> salespeople. We could just help more people get. You know, if if the goal is let's say 100 people get to their first 10k per month, uh, just doing that faster, right? So right now, you know, it is just, uh, it's, it's still pretty small in terms of like, it's just Ryan, myself, and we have Darren. We have another potential coach coming on, but, you know, I like to get to the point where we can just, you know, just grow uh, a lot faster. Okay. And so, you know, let's say a few years down the road, you're like kind of able to achieve those things. What is like the, what is the bigger like why? What is Ben's why? You know, Ryan talks a lot about that. Why had that purpose, that mission? What is yours, man? Yeah, uh, you know, it's it's a good question. Like, uh, I wish I had like an amazing, huge why. Like, like if I look at my, I, like we get people to create their vision map things, right? And my my why that I think about is, you know, like what if we could get to the point where we just made a huge impact in terms of like helping people change the way they see money, the way they, you know, change uh, how they make money, like just creating right, a massive right, but movement. This is, this still but in terms of myself, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, do I want like a mansion or like, like here, like for me, my why, 
I'll yeah. say my why so Ben can think a little bit. My big why, you know, 15 years out is to never have to like actively work in a business. And because like my big thing, like the thing that drives me in life is, is, is having a family and self-educating my kids. So this, so my goal is, you know, to, to raise a family how I want, self-educating, homeschool, uh, have the freedom to let them explore the world, do whatever we want, whenever, um, and to build that generational wealth. So, and this is a vehicle for that, right? To create this asset that produces income, adds value to the marketplace, and, you know, it's going to be there in 10, 15 years. And I see that, man. It, it, and that's, it, it's great that you're like, it's great to have kind of the clarity on that kind of thing because it's mm. not like you have anything to hide when you're saying that. It's like, mm. no, man, like there's nothing bad about the fact that I want to grow this business to a point where it has to do nothing with me anymore. It's now what's next, what's bigger, what's better. So, yeah, And I, I want 10 kids, man. So I got to get started soon. <laughs> love it man ben have you got any any kind of thing yeah. you want to you want to drop i sorry to put you on the spot there man but it's not that deep bro <laughs> <laughs> it's not that deep just tell me your biggest dreams man. yeah that's the biggest <laughs> most important yeah. fucking thing that i could probably ask you right now on this podcast yeah you know like i, I think i don't know it's, it's, most people don't have a vision this is funny because you know like i have goals so, you know i like to have a house in the east coast and one in like the mountains maybe in Banff, close to ryan maybe one down in the caribbean like, i have big kind of visions like that yeah and um his, his main vision yeah. is he wants to have a beard like mine let's be real oh uh, man I don't that's know. the real that's the real goal <laughs> yeah anyway so sorry. live in the mountains uh for like three years I love it, guys. Man, this has been an amazing podcast already. Like, I feel like we could just sit here and talk shit for hours. But let's uh, let's start to kind of wrap it up a little bit. Um, we uh, we've kind of already almost over an hour. Um, I'm sure we're gonna have more of these. I'm sure as I level up, as you guys level up, like there's there's a lot of. I can't wait to do this in person when this Corona shit is over. But let's kind of switch gears off business for a second. I wanted to actually ask about your guys' opinions on this whole Corona pandemic and how it's affecting everything. Let's get into it. Let's get into the sauce. Go ahead, Ben. No, no. You go first. <laughs> what, what did you want me to cover about it? Just like... Just, just, uh, just, just talk the real. Uh, tell me your opinions on it because I do know that you're you're quite opinionated. And l- let's let loose, bro. Just say say how you feel because I have I think I share a lot of them. Honestly, man, like my super quick thoughts are that you know it's a real pandemic. Obviously, you know it's affected people's lives, but it's not nearly as bad as they're making it out to be. And personally, I I think it's like the government's way of you know encroaching on your rights and freedoms and destroying the economy for whatever reason. But, you know, like in my own town here of Calgary, I've seen probably like, so every morning I wake up and I I walk my dog to dog park. I've seen probably 15 or 20 businesses shutter in the last few months because of these restrictions and everything that are only impacting really a small subset of the population. And I I think it's just, it's a gross violation of our rights and freedoms. I think that the government needs to open things up, you know, quarantine those who are at risk, yeah. let us get on with our lives. That, that's how I see it, to be honest. Because we're not looking at all the other impacts, all the second order impacts of everything happening here. You know, 
higher it's, it's crazy man yeah like higher mental health problems suicides alcoholism yeah. you yeah. know domestic, domestic abuse, abuse. yeah, yeah. All, that. all all that kind of stuff not to mention i don't think people are meant to be with their kids for that fucking long in a day and and you know just just a bunch of just a bunch of factors man so you know i think it's it's when you look at the numbers when you actually look at like what what's actually going down it's not to downplay like people are dying like yeah. absolutely people are dying but people also die all the time for a lot of things that we don't ban and so i'm not i'm not saying it's just i don't want to go all conspiracy theory and and shit on us but right now but you know there's definitely more to this man like what you know man why can walmart be open but not like a small business i don't know yeah man and just think about like you know just from like an economics perspective like think about like the long-term consequences of spending so much money on paying people to stay home because they're out of work like your grandkids are going to be feeling the effects of this right like it's it's just insane there's going to be crazy inflation the dollar isn't going to be worth as much it's going to be brutal you're going right. to have even it's more awful, people man. like me asking for even deeper discounts to join uh, the Church of Climate. Join Cape, yeah, man. Cape and yeah. all that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Ben, yeah, any, man. Any, uh, any thoughts to add to that? Uh, you know, when you see, you see the statistics, you know, like, I, yes, the virus is real. Uh, like Ryan said, I think the, the buzz around it, the, the media, like the story around it, it's, ridiculous you know like yeah. the actual the actual numbers and everything it's the same and you know like here in nova scotia for example i don't even know if we had any cases in the past few months but we're still locked down and like things are like probably going to get worse coming up in the next month or two since it's naturally flu season and uh i don't know I, i'm over it <laughs> I, i'm ready to travel again and you know go back to the way things are yeah. maybe move to florida yeah. because they just yeah you know, they made it you don't have to wear masks there oh really that's crazy apparently yeah yeah man i'm i'm definitely over it and like as canadians you know it's about to get cold as shit and you know yeah. i i know we've had kind of these like half-ass kind of things where it's like you could sit out on a patio but you better wear your mask on your way to your table because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> all these like, arbitrary rules like you can go to the gym and you don't have to wear a mask at all while working out but between you do, yeah. two, two machines you better you better wear that mask so all these like kind of yeah. arbitrary rules right but i know as canadians uh, you know i can only speak for like our context right now like everyone's definitely talking about some kind of second wave or this and that but look to me where was the first way <laughs> yeah i know man it, it's just how like like their narrative changes like yeah. at first it was like wear masks shut the economy down to flatten the curve yeah we we flatten the curve in terms of deaths but they're still like you know wear more masks do this and i, I was in banff uh two weeks ago and outside like the main strip in banff they had you wearing masks outside on the main strip it's crazy man yeah, man, it's, 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 I don't, I, I don't really have like the answers for this shit. I don't think many people do kind of just got to do what they say, unless you just want to say like, I got asthma, like <laughs> I'm not wearing a fucking mask. But at the same time, uh, like, 
I think this winter is where shit's really going to kind of hit the fan because now not only are you going to take away the somewhat social gatherings that people can still kind of have outside, but now you're going to add to that the fact that they're limiting. I don't know how it is where you guys are, but um, you know now they're saying like you can't have a gathering of more than 10 people. And like, how do you police that? Like, how do you know who's in your bubble and this and that? It's all just, it's all just yeah. ridiculous. But I will say like, like, you know, we're, we're recording this right now on September 27th of 2020. And I will say that I don't think masks and all these things are going away anytime soon. Even if somehow COVID gets absolutely eradicated. I just, I, I think like we've, we've kind of let it get to the point now where it's just, we're letting people tell us what to do. And I, I think that's the scary thing. Like, obviously I don't want to go too down the rabbit hole here, but you know, it's, it's terrifying to me that people in Canada, right. Cause, cause, cause like we're all in Canada are so willing to accept these little small encroachments. Not even accept, on, but put you down for not accepting them. Yeah. And then I have friends right now who are living in Eastern Europe, right. For like in like Ukraine, for example. And he posted on Instagram story yesterday, like him in this club, everyone's partying. No one's wearing a mask, yeah. right. Everyone's just sweating, having fun. And he's like, people just don't give a shit here. Even Sweden. Sweden. Even, yeah. Like Sweden's they, a big one. Even Sweden. Like you would think that they would probably be like completely the other way about this, but they're just like, man, fuck all that. And things haven't been that bad there. Anyways. Again, this is the point of, of having a business, right? You can choose where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Freedom, right? So yep. I, I don't want to go too that rabbit hole here. Yeah, that's probably the best way to end this podcast, guys. Uh, the Freedom. That's it. At the end of the day, that's probably the most important thing. Forget about all the money. Forget about this, that status, all the, this bullshit. At the end of the day, it's about freedom. I think that's probably... I'll fi- That's what I'll fucking name this podcast, you know? Uh, but... I wish I had some American Eagles and fireworks soaring <laughs> behind me. That Don't worry. We'll edit that yeah. shit in, man. Um, Perfect, man. Before I let you guys go, I do, I do this lightning round. Uh, just three questions. I'm going to ask them, and you guys can both have an opportunity to answer. I uh, just found it's, it's less awkward ending a podcast that way. So uh, I'm just going to dive in. So in your opinion... What is the worst advice being parroted out there, even in Money Twitter and, and Gary V land, or just generally speaking? What is the worst advice that you're hearing out there? Go to university. <laughs> you know, I, I seen a meme is a picture of someone sitting in a university class, and there was a picture of a toothbrush with the headlines. Like, I saw that. Is this toothbrush sexist? I was like, why am I paying nine grand for this? Oh, uh, yeah. So. I think everybody kind of knows it. What, what about you, Ron? Oh, God. I don't even know. There's so much bad advice. I, I would say it's either, yeah, A, like you have to go to university. I think two is like you have to penny pinch, hmm. right? Like I'm all for, uh, you know, being frugal, but I feel like most people have an earnings problem and not a savings problem. Got right. some, yeah. Uh, so I think that, you know, you, you should save, but if you're if you like your all your mental bandwidth is being spent on saving, oh yeah, you're not going to have any ounces of effort for earning more. So we all know that. that guy who like refuses to buy a coffee out because it's like oh, I could make that at home. I have Folgers. I got a whole like <laughs> all right, man. Look, good luck. Yeah, you're getting rich because of that decision. Fuck yes. Yeah. Um, but uh, they used to be uh, they, they used to be like been a few years back. We would go to the bar. 
and Ben would like want to split the tab or if he paid for it, he would remind me like a few weeks later, Ryan, you owe me $3 and 40 cents. A bullshit. 100 percent true. 100 true. I love he it. Be saying it, but yeah. Call the fuck yeah. out. I love it. Yeah. Uh, second question here. Um, okay, I kind of already asked this before, so probably not the best question to ask. But what's your next big move? Actually, you know what? I didn't ask it like this. So, what is your next big move um, that you're gonna announce here uh, on the It's Not That Deep podcast? The next one. The next big thing that you're you're about to do that you know you haven't told that many people about yet. Next big move. Well, one, we're raising our prices massively, hopefully soon. Uh, two is probably just we're we're going super heavy on uh, on paid ads right now. So yeah, you're gonna see, our, see faces, us everywhere. our faces are going to be Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere. You heard that fucking people here in Ottawa, they're even going to have like a running ad just here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ben, Ben is hopefully going to move to Calgary soon. Oh, really? Uh, we'll see. Ryan's peer pressure in me to go. Dude, I want to get out yeah. there, man. I'm, I'm actually going to like, I'm going to come out there someday. And like, I, I've, I've never been out West like that. I've only been to nice Vancouver. And I've, I've always ah, wanted to go to Vancouver. I got it. I got it. We'll have our mountain masterminds. That's what Ooh. we should do. Mountain mastermind. That's fucking That's badass. Get like a fucking badass cabin. Yeah. Just a bunch of fine whiskey. Cigars, whiskey. Mm. Yeah. I'm there. Fucking count awesome, me in. Man. Um, last and final question before we end this podcast today, guys. Um, how yes, do you, my beard is natural. <laughs> Let's go ahead. It's an implant. He has fake beard. Implants. Yeah, oh, we, we all know man. That's true, man. Um, how do you want to be remembered? golden god the golden god no, uh, <laughs> that's a joke um i want to be remembered as someone who you know was a positive force of you know in the world you know someone who uh changed a lot of people's lives and was damn good looking and you know <laughs> I agree with all those things overall pretty except awesome. that last one there. <laughs> uh no, but for sure. Last man, time I'm sure. on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, man, for me it's like, you know, again, it might sound a little cliche or whatever. It's like I just want to be remembered as like a good, you know, like like, like a good father. Like back when I like like in the future when I have my kids, I just want them to remember me as like a good, honest man who provided a great life. I love it, guys. That's it, man. Beautiful. Uh, there's no better way to end this podcast. Tell people where they can find you, how they can enroll in the program, your social media, all that. Shout yourselves out right now. Sure. Uh, the easiest places to get started is join our Facebook group, the, the Church of Clientology. I think if you just search it, you'll see a picture of us. Brian looks like a pope, uh, and I looks like some kind of cardinal or something. I don't know. And just I'll join it, there. I'll, I'll link it below in the description as well. Yeah, yeah, or Ryan's email list potentially. Uh, I would say just follow me on Instagram. It's freelancer2, as in the number, 2CEO. Just freelancer to ceo Super simple. Or the best place. I love yeah. it, guys. Thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, last thoughts here. I will say you guys have impacted me. You guys have made an impact in my journey. I'm very glad to have you guys in my corner. 
and uh, let's just keep elevating. Let's just keep leveling up. I'm very excited to see the future. Uh, to anyone listening, just remember, it's not that deep. <laughs>